It's Saturday, November 23rd, 1963, and you're listening to And That's the Way It Was. Hey, Ma, I picked up two papers today. I was able to get the, the Duluth News Tribune as well as the Daily Globe. So. Oh, good. I, I'm hoping we can get more information on the, the story with John F. Kennedy. Yeah, I, uh, we'll look at the Duluth one right now, and we'll save the, the Daily Globe for later because I don't think that I'm, I'm going to have time to get through both of these papers right now. But we'll start with the first one. So here we are, News Tribune. Yeah, headline story right here. President slain, suspect charged. Sounds like they finally did find a guy for it. Oh, thank goodness. Johnson takes office. A gunman assassinated President Kennedy from ambush Friday with a high-powered rifle. Nearly 12 hours later, a 24-year-old man... Oh, he's only 24. He's younger than me. Wow. A 24-year-old man who professed love for Russia was charged with murder. What? Yeah, I don't know how that fits in here, but... The charge was filed against Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, that doesn't sound like a Russian name. No, it doesn't sound Russian to me either. Officers said he was the man who hid on the fifth floor of a textbook warehouse and snapped off three quick shots that killed the president and wounded Governor John B. Connolly of Texas. As the shots reverberated, blood sprang from the president's face. He fell downward in the back seat of his car. His wife grasped his head and tried to lift it, crying, Oh, no. Half an hour later, John F. Kennedy was dead, and the United States had a new president, Lyndon B. Johnson. Here, here's that mm. photo. You can see they say Lyndon B. Johnson is sworn as president in the cabin of the presidential plane in Dallas. As Mrs. Jacqueline Kennedy stands at his side, Judge Sarah T. Hughes left. The can Kennedy appointee to the federal court administers the oath. In the background from left, Representative Albert Thomas, Democrat Texas, Mrs. Johnson, and Rep. Jack, Jack Brooks, Democrat, Texas. See, I, don't, I don't get it. They thought Oswald was in a building that was... I mean, wasn't he shot out on the street? Yeah, he was shot out in the street. I remember seeing in the paper yesterday that... Uh, remember, they found that rifle up in that building. I don't... I, here it says it's uh. a textbook... What did they say? Uh, textbook warehouse... I don't. I didn't remember what kind of building it was, but I remember seeing in the paper yesterday that they found a gun in the building, but they didn't have any suspect. Anyway, let's keep uh, looking. Okay. Uh, within the hour, police arrested the 24-year-old man following the fatal shooting of a Dallas policeman. Oh, he shot a policeman. It sounds like it. Homicide Captain Will Fritz said Friday night witnesses had identified the man as the slayer of the policeman and he had been charged with that murder. Fritz said it had not been established that the man killed the president, but it had been established that he was in the building from which the shots were fired at the same or at the time of the assassination. He is Harvey Lee Oswald of Fort Worth. Well, it said Lee Harvey Oswald before, so I don't know what one it is of Fort Worth, who four years ago said he was applying for Soviet citizenship. He has a Russian wife. Oswald denied that he had shot anybody. Fritz said Oswald was a member of an organization known as Fair Play for Cuba. The assassination occurred 
just as the president's motorcade was leaving downtown Dallas at the end of a triumphal tour through the city's streets. Oh, he probably didn't like that President Kennedy was involved with that Cuban you talking about the Bay of Pigs? Yes, yeah, that. But that was two years ago, and things have really cooled off in the last two years. Yeah, but I mean, if he's still a part of an organization called that. I'm, I guess. Uh, although, you know, we all know how the Bay of Pigs went. The assassination occurred just as the president's motorcade was leaving downtown Dallas, blah, blah, blah. His special car with the protective bubble down was moving down an incline into an underpass that leads to a freeway route to the Dallas trademark where he was to speak. Witnesses heard three shots, two hit the president, one in the head and one in the neck. The third shot wounded Governor John B. Connolly of Texas in the side, but his condition was reported not critical. I still don't get how they, he got, a, got shot with all his Secret Service people. I don't know. I saw one of the other stories. I leafed through this on the way home. And uh, one of the stories made basically that same point. I guess we'll skip past the rest of that story. Uh, oh, look here. They've got a picture. An unidentified plainclothes officer carries the rifle used in the assassination. There it is. Okay. Gunman was calculating. That's not the story. Let me see if I can find that other story, and then we'll come back here. Uh, I know I saw it in here somewhere. Oh, I see the picture of the... Of the hearse? The hearse. Yeah, we'll get back there in a second. I know I saw, I saw an article. It was like, uh, despite... Here it is. Assassin's bullets snub all safety precautions. This is what I was wondering. Uh, tragedy struck in Dallas Friday. Despite extensive and painstaking precautions made by President Kennedy's renowned Secret Service protectors, agents had checked minutely into all aspects of Kennedy's Dallas visit. The food he would eat, the flowers he would sniff, the roads he would travel, the buildings he would enter. The quiet-spoken, confident men of the Secret Service made a strong impression on local enforcement officers as they went about their task. It seems so silly that they were concentrating on flowers and food, and why weren't they looking for guns? Um, the security experts were reluctant about permitting the president to speak in the trademark, which has tiers of balconies around the main court, but they finally agreed after... In intensive investigation to let the local sponsors have their way a list of known agitators in dallas anyone who might who might conceivably stir up trouble was obtained the secret servicemen made themselves familiar with these people and their patterns motorcade route was thoroughly checked out trouble spots were noted blah 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 Five thousand yellow roses flown in for the luncheon were checked to ensure no bombs or damaging material was included. An order was issued that the president would receive the same steak as the twenty-five hundred guests, and his would be selected at random. Yeah, I still so all, it's all crazy. The, all the planning and checking was done well in advance of Kennedy's arrival. The mechanics of guarding him in Dallas was the job of three hundred and fifty un. 
you know, uniformed officers of the Dallas Police Department. Well, uninformed would have been more the word. Yeah, it sounds like it. Of the Dallas Police Department, the Sheriff's Office, and the Department of Public Safety. The public saw these men, but they couldn't detect the swarm of Secret Service men who surrounded the President at all times, ready for what what they thought any eventuality. But the assassin's bullet fired from behind at the President's car after it had passed the six-story book warehouse did its intended job despite everything. Yeah, I guess no matter what your preparation is, there's always some something that can go wrong. I mean, the only other way would have been to police every window in every building, you know? Well, it sounded like they had the force to do that. 350 Secret Service or police officers? How many windows were there? I don't know. I've never been to Dallas, so I don't know. Uh, let's go back. Governor Connolly recovering, not informed of tragedy. Governor Connolly of Texas, wounded by the sniper who assassinated President Kennedy, was in stable and satisfactory condition Friday night. He apparently had not learned of the president's death, doctors said. Dr. Robert Shaw said Connolly, who underwent surgery for more than an hour, was in better spirits. He said he did not anticipate Connolly getting any worse and no further surgery was planned. Look at the nice picture of President Kennedy. What a what a shame. Yeah, that was in 1962 during the Cuban Missile yeah, Crisis. Such a nice young man. Yeah, what was he? 46. Something yeah. Like yeah, it sounds like yeah Connolly would be in the hospital for 10 to 14 days. He's not been told about the president's death. Wonder how long they're gonna keep that a secret I, from him. I don't know how they could keep that a secret from him. I don't know how they could, that could be a secret from anyone. I mean, we're all the way up here, and uh, yeah, we heard. Grieving Johnson walks alone, walked away haggard and alone Friday night into his presidential office that is now his. Gunman was calculating. Well, thank goodness. Johnson wasn't in the car where he could have got shot too. Then we wouldn't have had. Who would it go to next if it, if it, if they shoot the president and the vice president? I don't remember what happens. I believe it's the Senate pro tempore, is it not? I don't. Or know. is it the Speaker of the House? I don't know. Might be the Speaker of the House. Yeah, gunman was. Yeah, the rifle was a 6.5 millimeter bolt action model, apparently of Italian make, with a telescopic sight. Yeah, you can see it right there. See that? Yeah. Oswald, about five. Okay, foot. so we got an Italian ri rifle with a with a Texan guy with a Texan guy with a Russian with a wife. Russian wife. Um. Do they really think this person actually did this? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds far-fetched to me. It's uh, He's a menagerie of things. Yeah, uh, advocating for Cuba. How many countries are going to be involved right, right, here? Right, right. What kind of shoes was he wearing? Yeah. Well, obviously not Italian because the gun was Italian. Oh, right. It's got to be something else. Then. And five foot nine, 160 pounds. Oswald. 
He's kind of a small guy. It's skinnier than you. Well, you know. When you cook the way you do, Ma, it's pretty hard to be skinny. Mm. State congressman grief-stricken at assassination. Yeah, they're just talking about all the folks from Minnesota, which, well, I don't care too much about, if I'm being honest with you. But yeah, there's that hearse. Hidden assassin slays president. Yeah, it's the continuation of that story. But there's the hearse with the body in it. Yeah. Grieving Johnson, state joins nation in mourning. Always the good suffer. Russians dismayed, concerned by death. Let's see if there's anything good in here. So they talked to five Russians on Gorky Street, Moscow. Uh, anything interesting here? What a waitress said, he was a good man. It is always the good who must suffer. An engineer asked, who will be the new president? Told that Lyndon Johnson had already been sworn in, the engineer's wife asked anxiously, is he a peaceful man? That's an interesting statement. Is he a peaceful man? To replace... To replace Kennedy? Kennedy? Engineer said, The whole Soviet people is sorry. We consider that Kennedy was able to regulate things in dangerous moments. We regarded him as very positive and highly esteemed his activities. Didn't, yep. didn't, uh, didn't we have some problems with the Russians during the Cuban thing? I mean, a little bit, but uh, they worked that out pretty well. That's this next part right here. A young student spoke for his companions from a technical institute saying, It is bad for the American people and for our people. What might have happened if there had been another president at the time of Cuba? So they were pretty happy with the job he did in uh, diplomacy there. Well, I think that that was, uh, that's the general consensus, isn't it? I mean, I know that that's our general consensus, but I figured that that would probably be the general their, consensus. Their consensus as well? I think so. So how would uh, having Lee Harvey Oswald be a Russian sympathizer fit in with that? It doesn't sound... The, 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 Train of thought doesn't seem realistic here. Yeah, I don't get it either. Yeah, it's uh, Speaker of the House is the next in line, then the President Pro Tempore of the Senate. So the next is Representative John McCormack, followed by Senator Carl Hayden. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see, hockey, well... Not in a hockey mood right now. What Russian writers say? Anything here? Interesting. Uh, got a bunch of writers from Russia writing, asking questions, blah, blah, blah. And this part's a little bit interesting here. I suggested a Soviet-American... This is from Drew Pearson. 
I suggested a Soviet-American understanding regarding Cuba, placing observers of one country on the soil of the other to prevent surprise attack and elimination of incidents along the Berlin Autobahn. Quote, the American people are very sensitive regarding Cuba, I explained. It is close for us, and we fought one war over it, just as you fought a war with Finland in 1940. Today, Cuba, because of the hurricane, needs wheat. We have surplus wheat. You are getting tired of giving aid to Cuba. Besides, Castro is not very grateful. He is flirting with China. If it were not for the temperament of Castro, we could probably resume our friendship with the Cuban people through hurricane relief. That's the Russians? No, this is this writer writing this. So he's saying that if it wasn't for Castro, the U.S. would send wheat to Cuba for hurricane relief. But I guess... Uh, we don't like Castro, so we're going so nope. to starve the people. That's what it sounds like to me here. Oh. None of the Russian visitors considered it a victory for Moscow to have established socialism so close to the United States. One suggested a Kennedy-Khrushchev conference to patch relations between the United States and Cuba. Your illustration of Cuba is a good one, said Polovoy. It is true that we had war with Finland. Finland is near us just as Cuba is to you, but we patched things up and now relations are excellent. We hope you can do the same. When I was in Cuba, the people were upset by the constant raids against their shores. These raids aren't getting you anywhere. They are only causing ill will and bitterness. Well, I think that, again, the Bay of Pigs is a pretty good example of that, no? Aren't we supposed to love our neighbor? Well, that's what I was told in school. But yeah. then again, you know, I went to Catholic school for, for uh, yeah, you know, love, kindergarten. Love thy neighbor. I guess we're not loving our neighbor. And the Soviets have learned to love their neighbor. Finland. Yeah, that's what they said. And that's my understanding as well. But, uh, you know, anyway. Anything else on this page? Risk and gambling on peace. Heading toward prosperous coexistence might help Reds in bring war. So I, heading towards prosperous coexistence might help Reds in bring war by Edgar A. Maurer, North American okay, Newspaper Okay, so we're Alliance. not supposed, if we're doing well, we're going to bring war. Well, this just is, considering the assassination, a lot of these quotes are in bad taste. There's, there's a lot of quotes right here from just random people, I guess. Uh, I feel sure that Kennedy will come to the aid of that communist bum, Castro, underhand, of course. George Chenet, Flushing, New York. Uh, yeah, okay, well, let's see what Maurer says. The president and his assistants do not think they are helping our enemies or strengthening communism. They believe they are handling the communist danger in the only way that can safely be done. By aiding, aiding is in, is in quotations here, both the communist countries and the neutral countries to develop to such an extent that peaceful coexistence, again in quotes, will become a reality. Any stern hostility or counteroffensives on our part might, they think, unleash a war. In other words, they are gambling on peace. According to a Harris survey, 76% of Americans think Mr. Kennedy is doing an excellent or pretty good job in keeping the peace. But remember that Harris helped Mr. Kennedy to be elected in 1960 and may be trying to repeat the job in 1964. 
I think the present policy is assisting the spread of communism and unless reversed will lead to the very war its makers seek to avoid. So this guy is claiming that this polling agency or this survey, this polling survey uh, pushed JFK into the presidency, I guess, and wants to do the same again, although, you know, now he's dead, but, uh, and that the only way to prevent war is to have war, I guess. What do you, what do you make of that? That's, it was such, it was so convoluted in the way they stated it, but I guess what, that's what they were saying, where is it seemed like the other person made more sense, help everybody and that will, if you take care of everybody, you're going to have better prosperity. Well, it's, they're saying Kennedy is, was saying, you know, help everybody and then yeah. that'll make peace. But apparently, Edgar A. Maurer says that that's what makes war. Oh, so you got to make war. Don't help everybody to make peace because that makes war. So you got to make war to keep the peace. Yeah, the only peace is war and the only war is peace. Okay, I guess that's why there's a book. <laughs> yeah, uh, have fun reading through all of that. Let's see. We got our comics, we're going to skip that. Uh, here's some photos. The day the president was slain here. Oh, wow. Here we yeah, got the scene. Yeah, look how young that guy is. I, I can't believe that. Uh... Well, here, let's look from the left. The scene of the assassination of President Kennedy in Dallas. I wonder if Oh, see, here's the window that he was shot through. They have it circled. Okay. And there's the spot that he was shot. Okay. Uh, this picture, made from the window from which President Kennedy was shot, looks down at the spot where the president's car was moving along Main Street when a bullet struck him in the head. See, it's right there. Yeah. That's a long shot. That's a long shot. Look how small that car is from that spot. Not only that, that's not that many windows they had a lot more secret service people than that many windows yeah for that building anyway yeah and then here's lee harvey oswald 24 shown in police headquarters in dallas where he is being held nice have, looking young man he looks a little beat up but yeah, they said he was battered mrs kennedy with Attorney General Robert Kennedy, holding her hand, sees the casket of her slain husband placed in an ambulance at Andrews Air Force Base in Washington. That's right there. Mrs. Kennedy, her legs heavily smudged, moved to enter an ambulance carrying the body of her husband at Andrews Air Force Base in Washington. Attorney General Robert Kennedy is beside her. Colonel James Swindle, presidential pilot, is at upper left. Lyndon Johnson, new president, speaks at Andrew Air Force Base in Washington. Mrs. Johnson is beside him. Boy, that's a bad picture there. You can yeah. barely see what that is. Yeah. Before the slaying, President Kennedy left and Governor John Connolly of Texas right greeted crowds in the open-air limousine. Mrs. Kennedy rode between them. Seconds oh, later, the president was slain. That's just amazing she didn't get hit. Well, yeah, she's like basically sitting on him. Yes. The governor seriously wounded. Now, I wonder if that Oswald guy did it. They seem pretty definitive in here, but... Yeah, it seems like just a... It's, I don't know. It's a little bizarre. 
Yeah, I hear they said they haven't said if the fingerprints on the gun match his fingerprints yet. Mm. Numbed capitals, stunned by death. Here they talk about reactions from around the world. There's the four U.S. What's presidents there? who have been assassinated. We got Lincoln, we've got Garfield, we've got McKinley, and now we've got Kennedy. Lament crosses party lines. We've got statements from all kind of uh, public officials. Networks halt all commercials. You know that it, it, it seeing the pictures of the four presidents uh, makes you realize what a dangerous job that is. No kidding. Four out of how many presidents were assassinated? I mean, that's a pretty high percentage. Yeah. I don't want that job. Man shouting abuse at Kennedy held at Madison. 24-year-old guy in Madison, Wisconsin, wearing a swastika armband and celebrating that Kennedy was shot. Oh, that's just terrible. What can you say about these people? Uh, what do we got here? What's Any... that picture with the guys with the rifles? Dallas policemen with guns ready look up at the building where the shots came that killed President John F. Kennedy and uh -huh. seriously wounded Governor John Connolly of Texas. So they, it looks like they think that the shot came from up like that. Yeah, up from one of those windows. Yeah. And development suspended a cop. Oh, it's the White Pine Mine. Oh, let's hear what's that. R.C. Cole, vice president of the Copper Range Company, has announced suspension of development work at the Southwest Mine in a bulletin to employees. The bulletin emphasized that this action will not curtail production or employment at White Pine. I hope not. Yeah. Cole's statement said that those now working on the Southwest project will be transferred to the White Pine Mine to step up production there during the next few months. Cole said the Southwest shaft will be maintained in operating condition to permit continued technical studies required to design the mine, which eventually is expected to produce copper or coal said resumption of development activities cannot be determined until results of the experimental mining can be evaluated and a mining plan adopted. The vice president said the improvements uh, in grade control and the discovery of additional ore in the White Pine Mine have permitted development of plans to increase output from this mine. These events, he continued, have made unnecessary uh, a hurried development of the southwest ore body and have given assurance of sufficient ore reserves to maintain present levels of production for many years. But, I mean, that sounds like okay news. That well, it's just a little scary, you know, because now the rest of the mine has to accommodate the workers there. Like Mr. Waddy works in the southwest. Now he's got to come over to the regular mine and you just wonder if it's going to displace. Is there enough work? Is it stable enough to to support all those workers that were at Southwest Shaft. Well, I guess all that we can do is just hope that uh, it really is just a temporary shutdown in the Southwest location. Yeah, it's always scary. Bids opening due December 4th on Highway 2 job. The Michigan Highway Department will open bids December 4th on 28 construction projects costing $16.5 million, including rights-of-way and engineering, including as a project to cost about $3 million for construction of more than 16 miles of new U.S. Highway 2 between Waters Meet and Gogibic Station, Gogibic County. The work will be let in two contracts, one for 8.4 miles and the other for 7.8 miles. 
The new highway, which will parallel existing Highway 2, is designed to eliminate a number of curves and hills that restrict vision. That, that's interesting. I didn't realize that there was a problem with US 2. Well, it is really curvy. There's, it, it, there's a, there is a lot of curves, but I mean, you know, you gotta just travel at reasonable miles per hour. Uh, I'm wondering why, other than that, that they might consider moving it. Like, whose decision is this? Well, it sounds to me like it's the... Well, it's from Lance, Michigan Highway Department. Well, that would be... They would get the, the go-ahead from the, the state government, I would assume. Yeah, but where are they rerouting it to? Because who, the people that are going to lose are people with businesses along the old route. And who has land along the new route? I well, know. it's in Gogibic County, and that's where Mac is from, right? Yeah, and he had bought a significant portion of land that's running parallel to the highway. So I wonder if he's somehow involved in rerouting the highway through his land. Well, he is Gogibic County State uh, Representative, well, so we'll he have would to have follow, some sway. follow further on this and, and find out where this is being rerouted. There's going to be some losers and there's going to be some winners, and we know how that works in Congress. Yeah, definitely wouldn't surprise me if, if he owned the land that they were rerouting... Uh, I mean, because like I said, it would be partly his decision of, of rerouting the road, uh, of the highway. Yeah, we'll have to see how they, where, where this is being rerouted to. And a bunch of games are being canceled for the, the morning. Yeah, a bunch more articles talking about Kennedy. Talking about... John F. Kennedy last visiting Duluth. And he was up in Duluth in September, so just recently. Hmm. Friendly Dallas words precede snipers' bullets. Just a little while before he was assassinated, Jacqueline Kennedy turned to her husband and said, You can't say Dallas wasn't friendly to you. Well, I don't know. Yeah, there's more, but it's pretty much all that we need to see there. Uh, memories of McKinley's assassination revived. He was the last one that was killed. When was, when was his presidency? Uh, he was killed in 1901. Oh. So it's been 60 62 years. years. Uh, sounds like the stock market took a bit of a hit. It's the biggest, well, biggest loss in more than a year. We don't have any of that anyway. Yeah, that's true. Not too many people do. President's parents secluded. Final hours of the present. Here they have his itinerary from the day. There's John Nance Carney. Remember we saw in the paper yesterday that he had a phone call with Kennedy earlier in the day to wish him happy birthday. Yeah, he was 95. 95. 
looks 95 in the He picture. does look 95. He kind of looks like a turtle. <laughs> a little bit with the hat. With the hat, and he's got very, very little hair. And Yeah. I mean, if his head just retracted into it a little bit, he'd, he'd, he'd look just like a turtle. Uh, grief express, expressed by area mares. Pattern seen in death of president. President Kennedy's death Friday continues the coincidence that presidents elected at 20-year intervals in zero-numbered years die in office. The list includes 1840, William Henry Harrison, 1860, Abraham Lincoln, 1880, James A. Garfield, 1900, William McKinley, 1920, Warren G. Harding, 1940, FDR, 1960, John F. Kennedy. Roosevelt did not die in his third term to which he was elected in 1940, but during his fourth term, three of the previous presidents on the list were assassinated. Wow, so, that's really strange. Yeah, every president who was elected in a, a twenty in this 20-year interval since 1840 has died in office. Who thinks of stats like that? I don't <laughs> that's, know. That's weird. And the union leader in, in Duluth died. Uh, they, they they have lots of union membership up there in uh, iron mines. Yeah, he was a business agent for bricklayers, plasters, and cement masons union, local number three. Oh, that's too bad. News are weather. Mostly cloudy and much colder with snow flurries throughout the night. Locally heavy, heavy snow, likely near Lake Superior. Highs in 30s. Oh, great. We're going to have heavy snow already. Yeah. Advertisements. Morning. You can get a fifty-five Ford for two hundred ninety-five bucks. Looks and runs good. That's pretty old. It's eight years old, but you know, I guess if you take care of the things, they should last for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I hear they're talking more about the stock market fund. Biggest loss since Black Monday, May 28th, 1962. Well, bad for someone, not for us. Yeah. These are cartoons. What's the one on the back? Let's flip that over. Who's that supposed to be? That's Sukarno. You remember, uh, he's from the Philippines, leader of the Philippines. Oh. It says, in recent speech to Americans, comparing himself to Lincoln. In recent speech to Russians, comparing himself to Lenin. Hmm. So he grows a beard to match the... Well, yeah, he's got the Lincoln beard yeah. here and the Lenin beard there. Interesting. We got somebody talking about how they're sad that people are hunting deer. Well, I'll tell you, that's pretty much our meat source other than fish. Pretty much. I don't know where this person... Leaving the Ely Community Center. It's in northern, Wisconsin, uh, northern Minnesota. You'd think that they would have more or less the same, same, hunting, the same hunting culture that we do here. But I guess uh, somebody, somebody disagrees with that. Yeah. It's partridge, deer, and fish for us. 
And guess what, Mom? You can get mumps at any age. Oh, dang. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, I think that's the end. I'm going to go grab myself another cup of coffee and then okay. take a little rest and maybe we'll take a look at that other paper later. Okay. All right. Thanks for looking, Mom. All right. You were listening to And That's the Way It Was, Saturday, November 23rd, 1963.